Welcome to another episode of Everybody Ought to Know, a spiritual view into family, life, and leadership. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everybody Ought to Know. I am Mark Ward. one of your hosts and my other coach, Sean Rayleigh. Howdy. We are here uh, today just to talk a little bit about the title, uh, The Enemy Within. So uh, whenever we say enemy within, we're talking more about pride and ego. And I think it's something that we all have uh, dealt with. And if we have not dealt with, we will deal with in our lifetime. Absolutely. Um, even within ourselves, then it's something that I feel that needs to be checked. And one thing that's really easy to do is is go straight to Lucifer. Ah. And I don't want to do that today. I really don't want to go there. I low don't hanging, want to low hanging fruit. Yes. <laughs> and we may eventually, you know, and if it comes up, it's okay. Yeah. But that's the easy go to. And today I'll be honest, I don't want to give him glory. I don't want to give yeah. him any spotlight at all. Yeah. Um I I want to talk about just our own personal struggles with ego. That's where I really want to go to. So, yeah. um, you know, with this being the week, the Sunday before Easter, mm-hmm. um, you know, I really want to, again, give honor to God and everything he's done for us. Oh, absolutely. Um, and celebrate not the cross, but the empty tomb. Oh, come on. But think about, think about this. You know, what would have happened? God in the flesh decided to to not tolerate the mockery, the mockery of those, or even the one beside him hanging. Oh yeah. You know, like what, what could have happened? The story would have played out different, a lot different. And he wouldn't be God in my opinion. Oh yeah. Because God doesn't have ego. God's just power. It's mm. who he is, right? He's love. Um, so when I think about ego too, I, I think of, uh, I'm going to read this really quick. Um, you know, kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but, you know, Daniel interpreted a dream from King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Um, in Daniel 4, um, he, he explained to him and, and basically told him, hey, here, here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to uh, accept my advice and just stop sinning. You need to do what's right. Um, break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, perhaps then you will continue to prosper. So, and then the dream's fulfillment happened. So in, in verse 28 in chapter four, Daniel says, but all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later, 12 months, just a year later. Yeah. Uh, he was ta- taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. And he looked out across the city and he said, look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, have I built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer ruler of the kingdom. You will be driven out from human society. You will live in the fields with wild animals, and you will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way until you learn that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. So it's it's really the thought of, you know, Here's the thing. I mean, he knew he had this dream. He knew it meant something. Daniel was able to explain it to him. He knows that Daniel was a prophet of God. 12 years, 12 months passed by and he still slipped. 
Oh yeah. He still slipped. And and it makes me think, you know, we've we've talked about in the past about how how easy it can be to fall from for on earth, not not much less than heaven if someone did it. So why why do we let our egos get in the way when we see these stories? What's your thoughts on that? Why why do our egos sometimes get in our way? Our pride, so to speak. That is a very good question, Mark. Um, so I'm going to go all the way back to when you referenced Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's where everything starts anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you specifically mentioned what would have happened at the cross if he chose that I'm not going to deal with the mockery. Yeah. I'm not going to accept it. And and I have referenced him time and time again. I'll do it one more time. Uh, uh, an elder by the name of uh, Mark Morgan. He told a story one time, and, and I thought it was a beautiful story. I've even referenced it, I think, in a previous recording. But his story was, we've often asked, how did Jesus accept everything that happened and and deal with everything that happened on the cross? And uh, Brother Morgan highlighted, he said, well, really it was very simple because we sometimes get in the habit, uh, or we make the mistake, that Jesus died on the cross. No, Jesus didn't die on the cross. Jesus died in the garden when he prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. So he was dead before they took him to the cross. And that's much like our own life. The flesh. Yeah, the flesh was dead. So much like our own life, if we we pre-die before we have to go through the bad stuff, well, it's easy because it's not it's not really us anyway. Yeah. And so I don't know if that answered your question, yeah. but that was what was inspired <laughs> when you asked that. So, so Sean, Sean's watching me right now like I'm swinging my arms like, yeah, like I'm ready to shout. Sorry. <laughs> For those who are wondering. But so the, the biggest thing is, is that there are three things and we're going to come back to that because I mean, that is confirmation for me and that's what gets me excited. But there's a couple of the points here and I want to to gather around ego. So one of the biggest signs I think that when it comes to ego is that whenever it's about our plan. Oh yeah. You know, when the Bible says that my ways are not your ways, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. So whenever our plan becomes bigger than God's, then it's not no longer in God's hands. It's oh. in, it's in our own hands. Oh me. And I think that we can have, um, you know, this place in our life to where we want to say, God, I give this to you, but are we truly doing that whenever it's like, God, I give this to you, with these stipulations right here, you know, yeah. that's not see the fine print God. Yeah. Yeah. See the fine print sign here, finger prick there, mouth swab there. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a big thing is that making sure that when we say, Hey, it's not about us. It's about kingdom minded that we truly mean that you oh, have yeah. to truly mean kingdom minded. And it's a hard thing to do sometimes. Oh yeah. And, and it, we get tested. And I don't think, I don't think it's just God testing us. And I don't think it's the enemy testing us. It's our own flesh. Like you talked about, it's the flesh that has to die before then. Oh yeah. The second part is hating the change. Oh, oh yeah. I love the results. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We all want to fast forward to that, but we hate the change. We hate the fact that, oh my goodness, something is coming in. It's changing everything. It's disrupting. It's shaking. Mm -hmm. The waters are being troubled right now. And it's taking me out of my comfort zone. I don't like this. Absolutely. And then the the last part is the constant I and me. Oh, oof. Oh, when you're ready, I got a story. Do it right now. So, um, 
I think I've told this story before, uh, may have been as recently as the last couple of recordings, but there was a scenario where, uh, my wife was working heavily in the Sunday school and, uh, my wife is the best thing that ever happened to me after Jesus. So Amen. let's go ahead and get that on record. I think we all feel that way. <laughs> um, but there was a moment when I could see her frustration and, and there was just a, it was just a, there was a scenario, uh, we'll keep it short and sweet. And then she was going through something. She was like, uh, what about this? Or what about this? Uh, various things that were being brought up. And it was a, an inspiration. I think the Lord gave me and I just stopped her and whatever she was talking about. And I said, um, so real quick question, uh, babe, whose kids are those? And, and, you could see she was going back and forth, kind of dealing with it in her own head. And she said, well, I mean, I see him as my kids. I said, I get that. And I understand taking ownership. That's an important part of being effective. I said, but let's be honest. Those are God's kids. Mm. And so if anybody is invested in those kids, uh, it's God. Mm. And, and we are only doing what we ought to do in that bringing ourselves under submission, mm-hmm. asking God what he wants and then we can say, hey, God, we know they're yours and we want to be stewards of what you've put us over. And that's the right mindset because sometimes we do uh, unintentionally think, well, it's mine. Uh, no. I mean, you're a steward over it, but it's not yours. Yeah. It, and that's the biggest thing is that letting go of it. Yeah. Letting go and letting God. And we all have heard that front, that that terminology, that phrase. But I think the biggest thing is, is being able to follow that openly. Oh yeah, and and honestly, I think the biggest thing too is is that I I've I've struggled in the past with not only ego, I'll be the first to admit that, um, but I've also struggled with the perception of me having ego. Oh yeah, and I think that that is the seed that can get planted that not only gives the ego uh, the the fuel it needs to thrive mm. within us, but it also gives the oh bro, what's the word I'm looking here for? Um, the insecurities yes. as well of being able to please others. Yes. You know what I mean? Making sure that we're the yes man for those who need it. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to ministry, oh, let's yeah. just put that out there. Um, you know, it, it's so hard sometimes that, and I've, I've edited this, by the way, a couple of times. Yeah. I really have. Uh, but it's so hard sometimes because you want to make sure everyone is in unity. Oh, yeah. And we're in unison. So... Um, you know, being a music director, I want to make sure that we are all trying to please. Oh, yeah. Uh, not just God, but each other and, and flow together. Yeah. And I think whenever it comes to leadership, because we talk about family life and leadership. So let's talk about leadership for a moment. We talk it. about leadership. That Leadership does not mean you are a manager. You're not micromanaging things. But mm-hmm. it means that, hey, it's to inspire. It's to help. Oh, yeah. Right? So, hey, I want to be open to your ideas. I want to listen to to what Sean has to say about how something could better flow the surface because at that point, it's not about me. It's not about Sean. It's yeah. about God. And if we can work together oh, yeah. to make God's kingdom better by the flow of service moving the way it should with anointing, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter who it came from. Absolutely. It matters that it's being done, the effectiveness, the purpose. Oh, yeah. There's a story I one time heard uh, in the olden days. Uh, the thought was given that, you know, servants, 
in the house uh, didn't really have a a worry that oh the master added more servants no mm-hmm. not really because the more servants there are the more work can be done the more it can be spread out that's the servant mentality and that's what the kingdom is it's yeah. servant i.e service minded uh, and so if that's your thought um, and God brings someone to help make it the way he wants it and it's more effective for his purpose, uh, we probably ought to get on board. <laughs> yes. And I, I think the hardest thing, you know it's not ego whenever you have to cut tithes. So people ask me all the yeah. time, man, you had to fire somebody. What is that like? Yeah. And the the the, the only response I can give them is that when you enjoy letting someone go. Oh, yeah then it's time to find another job. You should not enjoy having to do that because no. at that point, a leader should be able to look and look in with inside their self and say, did I do everything I could yeah. to make sure I could develop this person and make them into the vision that I'm seeing? So let's take a look at that in a spiritual sense. You know, as someone that pastor has appointed over ministry, yeah, are they doing everything they can? Are they praying? Are they fasting for individuals that may be toxic? Oh, yeah. That may not be seeing things and in, in aligning with you. And are you doing everything you can to make them thrive and, and to help them get to heaven? Yeah. And if you are doing that and it's still not going, it's okay. It doesn't matter that if someone looks at you and say, oh, that's ego. It's because you're just trying to do your things your way. No, I'm not. I'm trying to do things God's way. Yeah. I want to be kingdom minded. Now I love that phrase. We have been saying that here lately, Yeah. but I'm telling you it's for a reason. Oh, it yeah. really is. I believe that. Um, but speaking of ego and, and you and I've talked on the phone about this and I meant it, it got a little deep there for a little bit in a good way, uh-huh. but I want to talk, I want to recap our conversation on the phone we had, bro. Okay. So I asked Sean, I said, Hey man, I was like, who's, who is titled? And I'm going to ask you, who is titled the King of the jungle? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The lion. The lion is titled the, the king of the jungle. Yeah. I read this today because we all we all say that, right? Yeah. Do you know a lion doesn't live in a jungle? Oh, yeah. Lions do not live in a jungle. Where do they live? Hmm. They live in deserts. They uh, live in, you know, places like that. But but we all look at the king of the jungle oh, yeah. is the lion, right? That's the saying. However, the lion is not the biggest in the jungle. Mm-hmm. The elephant is. The lion is not the strongest or the most aggressive. You've got hippopotamuses. You've got gorillas that are Mm. very aggressive. You've got all these different animals that could have that approach. However, the king of the jungle where a lion doesn't even live is the lion. It's perceived. Why is the lion perceived as the king? And I'm not talking spiritual for a moment. But why? 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 Uh, go this, ahead. You, you, you can, you can speak up. It's fine. It's rhetorical to everyone else, but please speak. Not to, uh, <laughs> not to jump the gun, but, uh, could it be the environment and those that he's surrounded himself the with? The environment. <laughs> yes. So we look at pride as a bad thing, but pride is a good thing too. Yeah. The reason why the lion is the king of the jungle because it maintains its kingdom by using its pride. 
Mm. And I'm not talking about its ego. I'm feeling it now. So I'm not talking about its ego. I'm talking about when you put a group of lions together, they're called a pride. Oh, yeah. They're a pride of lions. Mm -hmm. But because they stick together, they may have issues with each other. And there may be some challenges between the alpha lion and the other lions. But, hey, you know, I look at it like this, that when we are kingdom minded, we take our ego and move it out of the way. That alpha lion, the king of Judah, the lion of oh, Judah, yeah. can put us back in our place and have us have that humility once again. Oh, yeah. That's where it's at. That's where it's at to have, hey, I want to be in the right pride. Oh, yeah. I want to be in the right place. The right. The right place. The right definition of pride. And so with that being said, and you and I had that phone conversation that immediately thereafter I sent you, I don't know what the inspiration was. I sent you an alternate definition of pride. One is a group of lines that form a social unit. But this next one, I never realized in this way. One of the alternate definitions of pride is the best state or condition of something. Come on, somebody. And so if we think in those (laughs) terms and not the terms that the enemy wants us to think, we say, oh, well, that part of pride I want. I want that part that says I want the best of what God's kingdom is. I want the best of what God's will is. I do have pride. That's a pride of that stewardship of the kingdom. We've heard the term before. We've said it ourselves. Maybe maybe there's some back and forth, but Holy Ghost proud? Mm-hmm. That's not proud in the things we've no. done. That's proud in the best that God did because when he does it, what it is, is our best. testimony? Uh. What is our testimony? <laughs> and we just got through talking about this today. It's the pride of what God has done. It's, it's the lion of Judah yeah. of what he's done within us. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> Which brings us, like I said, we were going to come back to the flesh part. And that's mm-hmm. why in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. Yep. While those things can be... Our own worst enemy, which is within us, our flesh. We have to kill this flesh. Yes, our own ego. No, yeah. We are higher. We are bigger and better. We have all the answers. Yeah. You know what? The one thing Pastor has said to me that has stuck with me is that, hey, I don't put people in authority to rule because they have all the answers. I put them there because they know how to lead. Yeah. And draw out the right answers of whoever has them. Mm. That's why they're there. May may I present a thought on what you said about yes. spiritual wickedness in high places? Mm-hmm. Could I propose that maybe one of the reasons that it got to high places is because it allowed itself to be exalted? Mm. Which, Elaborate, please. Which That's is good. which is never the condition of the kingdom of God. It is not about us. Mm-mm. We are not to be exalted. But if we allow ourselves to be lifted up, if we allow ourselves to be exalted, well, there's obviously a correlation there with wickedness, as the Bible states. But if I say, it's not about me, it is about God. Everything I do is to give glory to him. And so we will turn the focus upon him. I'm not going to be exalted. Instead, I will exalt the one who truly does it. Yes. And then I don't have to worry about that particular problem. So it's like the overcoming. We're able to overcome by the blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. which first it's about him. And then it becomes the word of my testimony. But the reason I can say my testimony is because it's what he's done for me and through me. All right. You know what I mean? It's putting him first always. Instead of having those conversations of I and me phrases, oh, yeah. it's putting him first so he can shine through it. 
And now, sorry, we're getting excited. No, it's <laughs> we it's, all are. <laughs> it's hard to not get on this because every every part of our life, God has worked this into our life, uh, and we are there's no greatness here. It's all on Him, except to say. He, he might have had to teach us the hard way, but now we get to talk about, look what he's done. And so there's a, there's a, a example that Brother Burns actually gave. And he, he said this, and I kind of know the, the thought process this came from. And he said, anytime someone comes up to me and he said, um, they say, hey, you did a great job ministering. Yeah. Hey. You really followed the will of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Hey, you really did this or you moved there or you touched those lives or that message was this. He said, every time someone does that, he said, do you know what that is my key for? He said, that is my cue. I have to find myself a corner. I have to find myself a place to pray. And I take that moment and I say, God, you see everything they talked about? I said, they might not realize it. And I did try to convince them, but that was my cue, God, to get down here and express to you, I know who really did it. Yeah. I know where the work really came from. I know who deserves the glory because he doesn't share that. It is his glory. And that's what we do. That's our cue. If there's a chance someone comes in and says, great job. Look at what you did for the kingdom. Oh, no, you don't understand. Now I go give that back to God, who it is rightfully. And yeah. I say, God, you did it. And never will there be a moment where I said, well, hallelujah. I did. No, 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 no. It's his. We give it back to him because he deserves it and more. Bro, think about this. <laughs> this literally was just, oh, my goodness. It was like that uh, metaphorical piano hit me on the head. Oh, yeah? From like 12 stories up. Okay. <laughs> Every time someone in church compliments us. Yeah. So not too long ago, our producer, Brother Kevin, who's in the room right now, uh, did a phenomenal job giving a, a sermonette. Did a great mm-hmm. job. But the first thing that we say is, God be the glory. God be the glory. It's all God. Right. Yeah. And rightfully so. That's the right attitude to have. However, when our flesh gets in the way and subjects oh, yeah. the spirit instead of vice versa. Oh, yeah. And we don't get the compliment. Oh, yeah. To be able to say, to God be the glory. Yeah. Why didn't they compliment me? Yeah. Why didn't they tell me I did a good job? Mm-hmm. They told Brother Kevin, why didn't they <laughs> tell me? Well, hey. if all you're going to say is to God be the glory, why are you worried about getting the compliment <laughs> yeah. anyway? What's it? What? Was it? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> literally, and it's confusing to think about. Like, yeah. you know, you know, Mark, you make perfect sense. Why are you talking about this? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, because it happens every day. No, absolutely. Even with myself, it can yeah. happen all the time. <laughs> no, I I agree that, and, and you really you've really simplified part of the process that we don't think about. Isn't that everything we do? And I don't care whether you're talking up here concerning. Something that's going on. I don't care if you're uh, doing a teaching. I don't care if you're preaching. I don't care if you're leading music. I don't care if you're helping in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're working in an event outside the church. Whatever happens, if you just simplify the process and say, listen, I'm just going to give God glory anyway. It doesn't matter what anybody else does because even if they, you know, come up and compliment me, I'm just going to turn around and give God glory anyway. I'm just going to sit to the last step. I'm, I'm just going to skip to the last Let's step. Just go anyway. to the last step. Whatever they say or don't say, I'm going to skip to the last step. I'm going to end up in the same place anyway. Yeah. And if that becomes my thought process, then guess what? Your place in the kingdom becomes a lot simpler because I know I'm just in his will. That's what I want, in See, his will. And I think if we can realize what the Bible says is that, and I'm paraphrasing again, uh, you know, so bear with me. <laughs> Biblical scholars are on the other <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So 
if if we are looking at this as far as as what the word says with hey here's the deal in all things we do we give god glory because at the end of the day when we get to heaven the ones that are did not have titles pretty much are going to be the ones that are elevated and glorified in not glorified but elevated where god is pointing them out they're the ones the lowly are the ones who are going to be highly lifted up yeah in heaven and the highly on earth are going to be lowly lifted up in heaven Mm. i make it it's not about the title and what we want fed to our ego it's about the pride in the lion of judah and the one who leads it that's the biggest thing and i think the easiest way to to do that is and i look at psalms 51 and i try to pray this a lot i was telling my mother just the other day i'm like you know mom I try to pray this because she taught me, hey, if someone's offended you or you're upset, ask God to, to reveal it to them. And, and then you need to go one step further and say, God, if I'm the one in the wrong, reveal it to me so I can see it. So I always try to, and I say the first couple of scriptures, but it all means something. Uh, Psalms 51, 10 through 19, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Not my salvation. God, I need joy, but it's because of your salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. See, so if I can be in your will, God, then you can use me to bring more people to you. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? And that's the whole purpose. And this is before Jesus came to earth. Absolutely. This is David saying that. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, and thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou lips. See, that's what I'm loving about these scriptures. It's thou. Yeah. Your. Not I. Not I. Not, not me. me. Not mine. Mm-hmm. There is some in there, but it's 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 saying the thou of you first. Mm-hmm. Because I can't do it. It's got to be through you before it can manifest out of me. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love about this. And I, I'm not going to keep going on and on and on and on uh, about this all the way to 19. But it was just important to me to see that. Like, if we can say, God created me a clean heart. Every, and Paul said, die daily. Yeah. We got to die daily. Because if not, we're going to be under subjection. We, we under the wrong place. And that's the flesh. We've got to get spiritual kingdom minded. Um, Amen. Yes. Amen. So. I'm going to uh, elaborate a thought that yes. I had written down a long time ago. And when you said it, it brought it back to mind. And so I referenced it and I said, um, the thought process came from that moment when Jesus and the disciples were sitting down and the disciples said, well, Lord, who will be the greatest? Who will be the greatest? Who will be the greatest? And, and it occurred to me in that moment, so many important things happened in that moment, but it occurred to me it, when I reread that recently in that moment, you know, there's really only one first place. Mm-hmm. And I'm certain God already has that position. And if he doesn't, he better have it in your life. And, and But even in just the spiritual mm-hmm. things, God yeah. has the number one role. Right. So why is, the, is that difference between the first and the last so important? I, I would like to throw out this thought process. If we know there's only one first place and God has already got it, then there's really no room for another first. But there's room at the end in that if we're striving to be the least of these, Mm -hmm. there's always room for more of those. 
Right. There's always more for room for more of the least, more of those that want to serve. There's always room for extra servants. There's not always room for one more number one because there can only ever be one number one position. Yes. And he's got that. Yes. I think it's important for a in a in a world today that men of God realize that this uh, sacred desk called the pulpit is not our spotlight Mm-mm. for our ego, and and I think oh, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to I want to mention once again, uh, young men of God, anyone listening, any of the struggles that you may have, um, again, it will be um, com- completely confidential. If you have anything, reach out to us to everybody. Uh, o two K at gmail.com. Everybody O two K at Gmail, everybody, the letter O, the number two, the letter K at gmail.com. Um, and of course these are all lowercase letters. Um, and, and of course that number, but we would love to hear from you. Um, if there's any kind of topics that are anything that you may be struggling with, or you need a word of encouragement, let us know. Or even if you just want a prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Uh, but we want to be an encouragement to you today. Don't let flesh get in the way of what God is wanting to do in the spirit. Uh, but we're going to wrap up now. Uh, Lord, we love you today. We're so grateful once again to know who you are in our lives. We are so grateful to be kingdom minded. God, let us never stray from your purpose or your will, but let us, God, continue to have, let your authority reign over us. Let us, Lord, continue to obey the authority in our lives, our pastor. Let us obey him, Lord, as he obeys you. God, continue to dig into your word and learn more about you and who you are in our lives. God, I ask that you touch every heart and every soul that is listening right now. Lord, that we can one day just meet face to face and glorify you together. And all these things we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Everybody I Know. And remember... In a world that's focused on itself, please take some time this week, focus on Jesus.